Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey guys, before I say hey mem, I just want to apologize for my voice. Uh, <laughs> it's nasal city over here. Actually, not um, bad. Oh, don't say that because my voice is awful anyway. Um, <laughs> it's not, honestly. Have you heard my voice in comparison to yours? Yeah, exactly. You've got a nice voice. No, no, no. It's, um, it's like croakier than yours. So really don't really? worry about it. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, hey, Mim, how you I doing? Am. I'm good. I'm okay. I feel a bit mentally drained from mm. today, a bit brain dead at this point. Um, but yeah, other than that, I'm I'm all right. What about you? Back from your holiday? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I've got a bit of a cold. It's not the Rona, guys. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's like it's like the first cold in like two years. Mm. So yeah, it's it's a it's a weird feeling it's it's a weird feeling but also because like now it's plagued you know with like is it something sinister everyone now like you never liked when someone coughed near you but now we literally hate it yeah like Um, literally if you're on the tube or something and you need to clear your throat or you mm, just need to cough because it's tickling in the back of your throat or your nose is runny not because you're ill, just because your nose gets Because life, sometimes when you're, te- my, if my temperatures change really quickly, like if I go from like being cold to inside. Yeah, of course. My nose runs. If I have hot soup for lunch, Same. like I'll have a runny nose afterwards. Like Same. that is, um, so yes, yeah, so that's, that's been like the hardest bit is just sort of like trying to be really. Trying like, to minimize it. Minimize it or like just sort of stifle a cough like even on the flight back I was coughing and like I would have hated me I would have hated me (laughs) and I kept like trying to stifle it and bearing in mind you're wearing a mask so you're coughing on yourself yeah yeah which is the most unpleasant thing um but anyway we 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 survive we we thrive so you know cool um what is your fashion story this week so my fashion story is of course the British Vogue cover with Adele for November 2021. I just I I will never get used to the fact that Adele's probably like slimmer than I am. <laughs> <laughs> I just like I just kind of really like that I think because she speaks about it in the article, but like she didn't document it. She said it was for her well-being, all of that stuff. I mean, she exercises a few times a day, which is a bit, oh. like, intense. Mm-hmm. Um, but she looks great. And, like, from what I understand, she doesn't look like she's got those, like, surplus skin. 
No, so but like, she's quite she, young. She wouldn't, I don't think. But like, it means she's probably done it safely, you know? She's done like yeah. study safely. Yeah. Um, she looks great. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. I'm glad she's kept like her Adele makeup. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I kind of, I love her sort of 60s makeup. I think it really suits her face. But she's just, the pictures, the clothing, the styling. Mm-hmm. And you know it. what's refreshing about Adele? You touched on her makeup and it's something we don't see enough of but it's like visual consistency mm. with her normally with every other male or female artist every week is a new look reinvention go is a new look um i think we've touched on this last week when we were talking about people with iconic fashion senses or mm. just like a real strong sense of personal style um i don't know if adele I mean, normal circumstances, she wouldn't dress the way she dresses, of course, because she's rich mm. and famous. But she has this really iconic visual. You know, yeah. she has like the blown out blonde hair, the kind of subtle cat eye, the quite neutral tones and things. I think she looks great. Phenomenal. Yeah, mm. I do too. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to hear her album. It comes out this week. Not her album, her new single drops this week. Mm. Um, I imagine it's much of a muchness with Adele. It is. Um, I've heard a clip. Yeah, it's Adele. Same. You know, it's Adele. <laughs> um, and even just the title, I'm pretty sure that's a line in one of her songs. Or like, I can just hear. I can hear. Yeah, it. I don't I know. Think it's just like it's not an original phrase. It's called "Easy on Me," isn't it? Yeah, it's not an original phrase. It might even have a song in the past that's titled the same thing or like a book or a phrase or something it's familiar isn't it It just yeah it's yeah you're right it sounds familiar it sounds yeah yeah I'm like I'm really loving Adele sort of just coming back for like this is this is how people do it right Mm -hmm. they just sort of go wham bam I'm back singles coming tomorrow like I kind of live for this instant like we're not hearing singles coming in three months. Like, you know, yeah, we we can't, we can't be that patient anymore. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I can't keep up with music if I'm completely honest. I I couldn't tell you what's in the charts. I don't don't have a clue. Um, Even people I like to listen to. I don't think I've listened to new music. I'll listen to your album when I listen to it. If Spotify, when I'm in the car, decides they want to present me with something new, then cool. But if not, I'm never going to hear it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm a bit of like a, a one a one trick pony these days um, yeah. with music. Yeah, it's but funny. You know, I think also with the Vogue cover, I sorry for the lack of research, but I did see somewhere in the comment section that. Um, she has simultaneously the November cover of American Vogue as well. And it's a different look. It's the green oh. dress. The big green dress is the American Vogue. And the yellow one, which is phenomenal, Interesting. is the British Vogue. Because mm, the yellow one's Viv Vian Westwood. Yeah, it looks it. Mm. So I wonder what, maybe the green one's an American designer. Who knows? I bet the green one is like a Valentino. It's like mm. big, over, like she likes. She colour. wears a lot of Valentino, actually. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure anyway. Mm, go wow. Adele. Snaps for Adele. Yeah. Um, so my fashion story is one I meant to like mention a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And so I went to 
sort of a concert maybe about two weeks ago and it was like the, my first sort of post-lockdown concert yeah, yeah, actually yeah. that's not true but still um <laughs> but what I noticed is like a hundred at least a hundred girls wearing like the Zara bodysuit that's like the vest high neck bodysuit like literally quite similar outfits going on and it just really made me wonder I know that Topshop exists on ASOS but like that's kind of still not the same shopping experience as it used to be mm-hmm. um and like some people still want to quickly walk pop to a shop and get something I know we're like an online online generation but it just really made me think that there's just not really a competitor Mm-hmm. that you can step into a shop like for Zara like I really feel like a I think Zara is delivering to like a wider age range at the moment yeah I think they've like become a bit less young um obviously they still have different bits but like Topshop was probably getting quite young I was noticing like I don't know if I can shop here that much no I no Scott I think you got older no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Top shop, top shop was always about teenagers, and I think yeah, as you I guess older, so. It yeah. was like, oh, this is a younger, younger crowd. When it's really, you're just getting older and older. But you're right. Like, I, I agree with you in that when you go onto the high street, you either have <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, you either have shops where they only cater to the teenagers in the young twenties. Or they cater to the older ones like Reese, like yeah. Hobbs, like I don't know, all those ones your your mum probably shops at. And in the middle of like people who want to dress like maybe older for their age or people who are just in that middle zone. I can't think of anything else yeah. other than Zara. I mean, you have places like Weekday, which is owned by H&M, mm. like young people, casual. H&M is very young, I think. Um, and the quality is kind of, I know Zara quality is not yeah, great But it's not but as bad as H&M I think they've got a wider range right So like a top in Zara could either be like £19 Or it could be like £59 yeah. And I think that's like a quality thing mm-hmm. Some things they pitch at like sort of the TRF If that even exists level mm-hmm. And then like some things they pitch a bit more premium And like it feels like it's really random But it's probably a quality thing Yeah Whereas like H&M is just like all down that lower end, right? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. They're they're killing it at the moment, I think. I don't know. When was the last time you shopped at H&M? Me, it's been years. Yeah, I haven't stepped foot. I mean, like, I would definitely like, I think the only things I really own from there or have owned from there, probably like vest tops or like camis. Um, and maybe like a few really simple jumpers and stuff like that um and I'd probably go back there again for those sorts of things but I'm probably also at an age where like I'd maybe go to Marks and Spencer's for stuff like that now like I yeah. always, always loved M&S but I'd sort of be like well it's not probably too different a price point it's not I can probably get an M&S multi-pack I can get some knickers at the same time or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Some tights. Yeah. Um, get my thermal vest. Yeah, oh, don't. I've just I had to start searching for like thermal socks and stuff like that, thinking, 
winter's on its way and this is the coldest place on earth where I live Um, the flat not the location Um, yeah so yeah but like it's little sort of Zara rules the world moment Mm. yeah I will say quickly there is a podcast I listen to called business wars anyone who's listening to this can go and search podcast it's called business wars and their current season is about fast fashion so if you're interested in that sort of thing it's quite interesting and they touch on how Topshop started the rise of H&M and Zara and then like things that we've mentioned before like the collapse of that factory in Bangladesh and then uh, greenwashing or at least attempts by the industry to improve on how people see them sustainably and so on and so forth so it's more of like a history thing um you know as opposed to a discussion about fast fashion but yeah go and listen to it guys oh i like it i like it we interrupt this broadcast to remind you go follow us on instagram Star over substance pod shoot us an email starloversubstancepeak at gmail.com find us on youtube find us on twitter we've got all the links on our instagram you know what to do right so I guess our topic this week is like an extension of our fashion stories. Um, So, I mean, I haven't seen the full video. I've just seen stills, but there's been a lot of backlash about Jesse Nelson, Mm -hmm. ex-Little Mixes music video, and the fact that she looks basically like the same colour as Nicki Minaj in it, Mm -hmm. accusing her of like blackwashing and all of that stuff. So we thought it'd be like a good... A good week to talk about a topic we want to talk about for a while, like cultural mm. appropriation in fashion. Like, can you take fake tanning too far? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, sort of all the topics around Jesse, but also just, yeah, like general cultural appropriation. Yeah. Yeah. So for anyone who hasn't been online in the past two days, as you said, Jesse Nelson released her first like solo single and she was lucky enough to have Nicki Minaj, huge yeah. name, um, be a feature on her song. The song is, um, it's a very like, 90s r&b yeah it samples a p diddy song puff daddy yeah sample um when you hear it you'll know it instantly it's it's a cute poppy song but the visuals is her from what i've seen of this video it's like her surrounded only by like black men yeah and she's got a deep tan on Mm. nowhere near this this color I don't even think she could get this color in the sun. <laughs> um, no, she so she claims that's the color she went in the sun. Uh, oh, okay, okay, Jesse. Oh, wouldn't we all like to get that yeah. color in the sun? <laughs> um, she's got uh, like very curly hair mm-hmm. in some scenes. I think, yeah, it's not one thing. It's not the tan. No, it's not the curly hair. It's not the styling. It's everything put together that a lot of people, and I have to agree, it's 
it's uh, disingenuous to say that there isn't an element of black fishing involved there. Mm. Um, so kind of my, from my perspective, I think, as I said, it's multiple parts that play into this. Yeah. And I think what very often happens, we'll move on to like fashion specifically, but I think yeah. a good example of how the idea of being ethnically ambiguous, yeah. whether you're in fashion, in music, these things are so tied together. Music and fashion is pretty much like the same thing. Yeah. Um, being ethnically ambiguous, she doesn't look white in this video, but no. nor does she look 100% black. And it's that it's that um, that meet that meet in the middle area that people can sometimes be like, well, I'm not black fishing because I don't look black. Mm. You know what I mean? And I'm not black fishing because I could be this dark in real life. Mm. But it's also the idea of um, no, by association of a particular look, yeah, we're trying to achieve success and for me there's no way that I can look at this Jesse situation and not think of Miley Cyrus um but I'll go into that later what were your initial thoughts of this so I guess my, one of my initial thoughts was is like is she doing it because mm-hmm. it's like an R&B record mm. and like how many white girls do you know doing Mm -hmm, mm R&B I wondered if like that was like almost like a subconscious yeah of like her trying to sort of fit in in that realm I haven't heard the song I don't know if it's really R&B or if it is just pop it's like an Um, R&B pop type thing yeah yeah so like that was kind of like my first inkling was like is it sort of to fit in with a genre or something Mm -hmm. like that I mean I think it's when you compare stuff, right? It's when you can put her next to Nicki Minaj. Yeah. Who, and they look the same skin color. And granted, like, Nicki Minaj has got, like, fair skin. Yeah. But, like, I think if you can, like, almost be like, are they from the same place? (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, for sure not. Yeah. I think that's a problem. I think that happened in like an Iggy Azalea video. Recently. Oh yeah. yeah. And she tried to claim that she'd used the same makeup. This girl is pale as hell. Okay. Yeah. And I could say that mm-hmm. I can be like super pale at times. I try my best not to be. Yeah. Um, but like sh- the color that sh- like Iggy Azalea was in a video. It's like, okay, look, granted, I like to look tanned. Like if I come back from holiday, mm-hmm. I want someone to know I feel nicer when I've got a yeah. bit of a tan. But I'm also not trying to like take it to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. And I think I think it's like you said, it's a few things, right? It's the way she's styling herself. Mm-hmm. It's the way that she's like just surrounded by black guys. Um, and just like, it's just the whole look together. And I think it's just the fact that she probably was in like a girl band with people of color. She's in a video with someone of color. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. kind of think like, there's something weird then that like no one's calling you out on this. Yeah. I think with like cultural appropriation and this is the case for fashion as well as music is um, people who are like, Oh, it's not cultural appropriation. Everything like you think everything is. Yeah. It's like people who say that are completely forgetting or they're just completely ignorant to the fact of history. Like the reason why people 
say she is blackfishing is because time and time again in the past, okay, I brought up Miley Cyrus. In the past, like, let's take, to begin with, Elvis, rock and roll era. You had so many black artists who were making and writing these songs, but they would never get the recognition of a well-written song, a well-composed song, a well-sung song. They would never be famous for it. They would never be paid for their work. And then you you get a white person like Elvis. And he surrounded himself by black singers. He learned his trade off of black singers. Exactly. And that in itself is not the problem. But when you profit off of something and the original maker does not get to profit from it, Mm. when it's a problem, you're doing it on purpose. It's like we like the culture, but we know that we can be more appealing if a if a white person does it, essentially. And we saw the same thing with Miley Cyrus. It's that she remember she was in her like twerking phase. Face mm. and she was surrounded by rappers and she was wearing next to nothing and she was she was purposefully trying to assimilate herself into a culture that she was never part of she's a country and western singer mm-hmm. well she's from that sort of line because of her dad and there's nothing wrong with that and there's nothing wrong with loving hip-hop and r&b but when you purposefully ass- put yourself in that culture that situation and she became infinitely more popular once she went through that phase Mm. when she was done with it and she'd made her millions and she performed here there and everywhere and sold all those records by imitating this culture yeah then she was like oh I just think that culture is so misogynist Mm. and it was like well you made a, a whole new phase of your career you blew up oh it's for sure strategic I'm pretty sure yeah. she admitted that once that like she was doing it for shock factor she was doing it to sell records mm. and that's the problem that's mm. when the problem is when someone can make money yeah more than the originators of something or not face the same backlash or criticism exactly. or whatever it might be right yeah and I think yeah it's it's a I think cultural appropriation like um, it's a difficult one because I, you do hear a lot of people like, oh, everything's cultural appropriation. But I think we have to just remember where this starts from. Yeah. It's like the same as Black History Month. It's the same as International Women's Day and yeah. all of these moments. And like for the naysayers, we're like, where's Black History Month? Every day. Every day. <laughs> every day. Every where's, day. where's International Men's Day? Every freaking day. Yeah. So like you have to remember that if people are saying... Mm-hmm. these like injustices might are happening or they perceive these injustices to be happening it's but mm-hmm. it might not be because of injustices right now in the current mm-hmm. world it is the historic right mm-hmm. like that's the problem is that like in history like hey I mean did we learn about black history in school no we didn't and mm-hmm. um, so then that's just important but it's just affording like a catch-up Mm-hmm. of like wronging uh, writing some wrongs yeah yeah yeah, for sure and I think that's what cultural appropriation like when you have to be sensitive it's because hey if I appropriate Japanese culture I don't know what the history of a kimono is mm-hmm. I don't necessarily have the level of respect mm-hmm. for like what that might be and all of that stuff yeah. and I think it's I think it's a respect thing right it's yeah. um I think you're so right. The the history is is so central to something like this. Like, as I said, like me personally, my point of view is that by all means, you can be someone outside of a different race or a different culture and really love 
you know, Japanese culture and whatnot, and that's your thing and you like to buy into that. But it's, um, I think we nowadays we use this term black fishing as like an offshoot of blackface. Mm. We have to remember that within our parents' lifetimes, you know, like we're talking in the 70s and the 80s, you had like dolls which were caricaturing black features and within my you know my grand's life you had performers who were fully white in films playing black people with just dark makeup on and like big red lips Mm. and things like that and so nowadays what we see is people with those natural features very often can get bullied or ridiculed or it's a it's a it's an area that they can be vilified for having naturally. But then mm. on the other hand, we have the Kardashians who can pick and choose which, which you know, characteristics and features of a certain race they like and leave other features behind. Yeah. And it's like, oh my God, Kim Kardashian has a massive ass. And it's like, loads of people have massive ass. Yeah. She's a beautiful woman, don't get me wrong. But if we're going to praise her on, on this alone, when we have vilified countless other women for having the same features that is the essence of like black fishing cultural appropriation whatever you want to call it and I think I think that is what's happening with Jessie like I'm not I don't think that she necessarily is vindictive Mm. but you know like it doesn't mean that it's like you know what they say ignorance is not um an excuse of guilt yeah. or whatever it, it's like especially that. not when you're in a high place like that and I think even like the way that she did like a live didn't she with Nicki Minaj and like of course Nicki's not helpful with stuff like that like come <laughs> on but like she can kind of like get away with that I guess because of her persona yeah. um but I didn't think that was helpful um and Jesse was like sort of justifying it by saying oh I get I actually get this color in the sun I'd been in Antigua for three weeks um and like I have naturally curly hair and so I had got a wig that was a similar texture to my hair and stuff like that um but I think it's just even like the lip enhancements it's just like everything where it's like you just have to be a little bit aware and especially then she also like said that Leanne had warned her once before like to be careful it'll go a bit easy on the fake tan Mm, okay and so then like if someone sort of put that out there I think you've kind of got to it's difficult because maybe that's how she feels beautiful and then that's a different thing Mm -hmm. but that's a different discussion isn't it as well oh well of course because like what western white people want to be darker and like in certain areas of the world, it's beautiful to be lighter, and that's a problem. And it's like, oh, mm-hmm. ah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and, but yeah, and so yeah, it's a really difficult thing. Um, I mean, on the topic of Kim, she had her own bout of like a cultural appropriation, right, with kimono, which was the original name yeah. of Skims. Yeah, yeah. And, like, obviously that was a fun play on words. I'm pretty sure, like, kimono might mean something to do with, like, your body. I think it means, like, body or, like, clo- a type of clothing. Yeah. Um, like, a ge- like a generic word for clothing that yeah. we in the West only see, like, kimonos as robes. But I think mm. it has more meaning to it, yeah. 
but like she was just obviously thinking she'd had a really punny, fun play on words. It was cute. I think and it is on yeah. this podcast, but it's not right. <laughs> but yeah, there's got to be someone who puts their hand up. Like this is normally yeah. my job in my workplace is to kind of put my hand up and play a little devil's advocate of like, mm-hmm. yeah, should should we be doing this? That's the thing. <laughs> like, um, people forget that when you start a business and you're someone as big as Kim. Or even not just as big as her, but you start a business and you start to trademark Mm. your business. Now, if your business is called Kimono, you are going to trademark the name Kimono. Are you serious? So so that no one can legally use it within the United States or Mm. whatever other country um, for these categories. That's the issue. It's not that it's not like a cute word. It's when it's not that she's going to profit. Or, or say this, this no one's word, allowed to use that yeah, terminology this word is now mine essentially that's what is the problem and um when you're talking about the live I think a funny thing about Nicki Minaj coming on to do a live I didn't watch I did not watch no. all of it but I did see like 30 seconds of this thing and um Nicki Minaj being um, <laughs> a black woman with the bright blonde wig and mm. she obviously looks so much paler than yeah. we normally see her. I'm she glad you said that. She kind of got paler and paler. Um, it's almost like, almost like a flip reversal, right? Yeah, it but is. But I guess the problem is, is that there hasn't been the same history there mm-hmm. of like, I don't know, it's like, like you said, that black people haven't been afforded certain um, opportunities or whatever, but like that, those misfortunes haven't applied to white people. So if she wants to look a bit paler and whiter, like mm-hmm. it's a really difficult thing. I'd be like, but but you're changing your appearance of your hair. Yeah, you've definitely paled your skin, or like you've put a light on to look a bit paler. Yeah, but there's not the same history. Yeah for that to be a problem I think it's it's a it's tough right my like my own perspective of this and this is coming from someone a lot of people probably they don't see our faces so they don't know (laughs) but I'm I'm fully black but I was born very very pale I'm still quite light and a lot of people in my family are considerably darker than me Mm -hmm. and so that's the perspective I come from. I think that it's the same history, the Jesse and the Nicki Minaj, it's the same history. It's manifested itself in different ways because mm-hmm. they are both different women from different cultures. Yeah. Jesse, living in the West in 2021, knows that she will be um, more desirable or desired by a lot of people because she's that like <laughs> ethnically ambiguous. Mm. She's going for that sort of look and not just her, lots of people. On the other side, the history of um, praising people who are considerably lighter in the past has manifested itself that Nicki Minaj, within her community, would rather look on the lighter side mm-hmm. than the darker side. So it's it's like, as I said, it's just manifested it in self in two different ways. One is like Jesse can clearly profit from this yeah and the other side is like oh Nikki you don't have to do this to yourself in order to win but then I mean who am I to say like you in the music industry it's crazy and you do kind of have to do these things to be a huge success it's like it's like the Beyonce and Kelly story isn't it yeah 
and I guess like there's the cultural ambiguity that a lot of a lot of coloured people go for, right? So like there will be people like I think it was um Jade from Little Mix, um that she sort of like definitely never really addressed or like knows that she kind of got away with sometimes maybe just looking like a tanned like white person mm. and she kind of got away like got away yeah. um, in inverted commas um like afforded certain sort of yeah. fortunes from looking ambiguous yeah um and so it sort of goes both ways but hopefully we're at a time where like that doesn't need to happen but then like you said there's different like histories of whether it's beauty whatever it is whether it's mm. a bit more um sort of fortune or mm. um an easier life is afforded to you yeah because of something like because also we have to remember like so Jessie's a British singer mm-hmm. but she's a global star yeah. so for mm. her to be like culturally ambiguous mm. affords her like a lot more people to look up to her and be like I can see myself in her. that's such a good point as well I've never really thought of it like because we're not just talking about like that it's just like people in England it is across the globe and I think that's now why like the ambiguity has become like something that's people chase yeah I think that's such a good point um yeah I think do you think that there is a right and a wrong not the exploitation but the cultural appreciation so when I think of cultural appreciation or appropriation in fashion I think of John Galliano who Mm. was creative director of Dior for many years and he some of his most famous looks and pieces take from like um far east asian culture um stunning pieces really works of art um but maybe it's because the time he worked in that people weren't really that vocal about things like this or it's just Mm. because it's like it's from a place of quote-unquote love but how do you know when it's from a place of love yeah, I think it's really difficult. And I think actually there'll be fashion collections. Um, off the top of my head, I feel like it was YSL who did a very like um, Asian inspired collection, but I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. And it faced a lot of backlash and a lot of cultural appropriation shouts. And I guess it's when people star their models, maybe with like uh, braids or whatever it might be, mm. or like a certain headdress that sort of, is like from a certain culture, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Um, but from my standpoint of having worked in design, mm. it all comes from a place of appre- appreciation. Mm. Like fat, like at the end of the day, fashion's walking art, right? Yeah. So these are walking looks, whether it is that like the like, I mean, think of like Japanese prints and how amazing they are and the things that inspire it. And so yeah. if we took pre- like if we took some appreciation from that and um like want to sort of be inspired by that, I don't I don't think that's a negative, mm. but I also understand that there's a level of sensitivity that I guess has to be applied. It's, mm. oh, it's hard because I really I love fashion. I love seeing different cultures. Yeah trade in fashion 
like Western fashion's dull, you know, mm-hmm. like I don't know if it's because like it's just very like jeans well, used and, to. and yeah. it's what I'm used to. But like that's why we travel, right? Or like that's why lots of people travel. That's why you want to see the world because you want to be inspired and your life be enriched by other cultures. Like, you know, um, I think it's a really sad person who doesn't want to explore other cultures or like, you know, that's exciting. Yeah. So when fashion shows can give us an insight into that. So like, I've never been to Japan, but like I get to see that reflected in a beautiful fashion show or whatever. It either like makes me be like, oh, I want to go to Japan or like, wow, look at that culture. Yeah. Like maybe I should learn more about that. I mean, not like do that, but um, but it's difficult because I think it's a, a fashion designer's obligation maybe to understand the history. So personally, I don't know what the history is behind, say, a sari, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but there's obviously a really rich culture behind that. And so just to like stick a sari on a runway you have to know like what does that come from is that like um an expression of wealth can it only be worn at certain times is there like a correct way to wear like certain things I think you have that level of responsibility um I don't know what how do you like it's it's hard what do you yeah I think it's two things to the the sari point you made is is interesting because saris are in you know southeast asia is so common it's such a garment depending on how glamorous it is and how yeah. it is depends on like the occasion as far as my understanding goes um so you can wear them every day you can also wear them for like weddings and whatnot um and I think if for example Dior was to decide okay we're, our next collection is going to be predominantly focused on saris mm. and Southeast Asian culture when that collection is released and all these like Indian, Pakistani, Bangladeshi people see it, they're going to be like, okay, this is taking the piss because if you really wanted to wear a sari, you could buy one down the high street. um, You could, you could support a local business from that community and you could buy it and you could wear it and you'd look amazing. But no, you want to spend 10 grand with Dior. Yeah. Who has nothing to do with the culture. And you may you have just, never had the desire to wear one before. You've never wanted to wear one before. Dior, but now yeah. it has a Dior logo on it. What the fuck? And so is yeah. that, there's that level of like, you guys are ridiculous. Like those who mm. are in the culture can look outwards and say, yeah. you guys are ridiculous. You know, what is this? Um, and so that, that comes with like a level of humor. But then again, it goes back to someone at the Dior recognizes the profitability in that and they know that they can like take the piss and run with it yeah um but I guess do you think what then is if Dior for instance did that mm -hmm. is then the responsible thing for them to almost release a statement or like a beautiful film of like telling us they know about the culture Mm. and like how they're respecting it or like I don't know. I think yeah, for me, and it sounds really um, maybe reductionist or whatnot, but everything is about money. Yeah, like everything is. That's why they release collections and they make clothes, and and it's that um, when we talk about like exploitation and appropriation, all that. For me, I think about like 
financial economic yeah. exploitation of people um it's all well and good to have a beautiful video and a mm. statement but it really doesn't mean much well and i guess has, do the you rich, have like the rich idiot who's buying a 10 grand deal sari mm. might not watch like you know it's not a guarantee they watch yeah, that right exactly i think and that's it's, where the problem lies is that someone then might ignorantly wear that and it's like it's a, it's just an embarrassment yeah I think the best thing you can do if you want to do something like that, given the state of the world, is like we're going to hire women who make saris for a living, Mm. bring them into our atelier for the next couple months, pay them. They're going to make these things by hand um, and we are going to have actual Indian (laughs) or Bangladeshi or Pakistani, Asian women walk the runway in and amongst, you know, other models from around the world and you might say that you are you want to like make sure that the wealth that you create by taking someone else's garment is Benefits brought back them. into that culture yeah. that's the best way you can do it no one can that's argue so true that. and it's like that's the thing when it comes to the jesse the jesse nelson the miley cyrus situation mm. it's like we we know she's going to make a killing from this song or whatever. And it's like appreciation is when you say like, I love what you're doing. I want to bring you along on the ride with me. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that's such a good point. And I actually think like, that's what the systemic problem of cultural appropriation is that it, it takes something away from other people. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think especially in an industry like the music industry, where like what for sort of as long as we like I can remember mm-hmm. in like mainstream music most famous black person you could name was Beyonce mm-hmm. like well, Michael Jackson and was all kind of like the only one yeah um and yeah Michael Jackson and then obviously like um it's just a difficult one of like that's not many people and then think of how many white people you can name mm. and like yes Jessie's grown up she's got to be a similar age to us right where like this becomes less and less hopefully over time like future generations that hopefully won't have that kind of an issue um but she's got to realize that she also has afforded a lot of things by being a white person in the industry yeah yeah, yeah. and I think it's like it's that sort of like I don't know it's difficult because like at the end of the day it's a girl getting dressed to feel yeah. nice in a music video mm-hmm. and like maybe it's not that deep mm-hmm. like genuinely one of the reasons like I don't ever want to be famous is because you just Scrutiny. you just have to be a better person than the rest of us yeah have, like <laughs> But you do, you have to think about these things and you have to be really aware. And especially with like a cancel culture and like, bless her, she's just left, like released her first solo single. Like that's probably a really big opportunity for her. She's had a, like she's had that documentary about being really honest about really struggling with her mental health. Yeah. It was World Mental Health Day like four days ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's now receiving a lot of cyberbullying and like, the main attention is the way she looks and not if the song is good or whatever. And I think, so she has, so that's how, that's how big this problem is, right? Of like your awareness 
has to be there. Like, it, whether it's her, whether it's her management. That's part like, of the problem, though, though. Like, she shouldn't get all the stick for this. And no. What, the point you've made is, is makes so much sense because she's getting all the stick for something that, yes, she okayed. Yeah. To some extent, because very often when you're a woman in the industry, you just have to go along to get along. Yeah. But what about her management? What about the stylists on set? What about the other people who are in the background who have made these strategic decisions on her behalf? And she's just, I'm not, I'm not releasing her of all guilt. Yeah. But it's not all just her. She's not pick out all these clothes makeup herself. Well, and also like who did the casting for all the black dudes in the video? Exactly. Like if if her instruction was, I only want black dancers, first of all, like that's a problem. That's a problem. That that shouldn't be leaving like anyone's mouth ever. (laughs) Like even if you think that's a visual, like that looks great. We're not there yet. Like, yeah, well, sorry, not yet. We're like, not there anymore. They're the, I, I need those props in my video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's unacceptable on all accounts. So, like, if that left her lips, or like they suddenly looked, I'd like to think if anyone casting anything mm-hmm. noticed everyone in their production was white, they'd do something about that. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. and that's like what we're striving for as a world. Mm-hmm. But like equally. A white girl just can't hire only black people for her video. <laughs> I know. Like one of my favorite things in Real Housewives, I know we always reference this. That's fine. Um, is that Garcelle, who's a, the first black um Beverly Hills or is it Beverly Hills? Yeah, yeah. housewife. Yeah. Um Dorit was talking about the fact that people of color work in her house. And she was like, oh. I hope it's not only people of color who work in your house. <laughs> Or that's the only reference your kids have for people yeah. of colour. But, like, it's a similar thing, right? Yeah. Like, you can't just hire, I don't know, oh, I, yeah. I don't know. Okay. Um, so, like, just, like, that silly point, even though I think that's possibly my biggest issue with the video. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think so the- who who's signed that? Who's watched the video? And who in the room has been too scared? I know the music industry is tough. I know it is. Yeah. But who just hasn't gone? Listen, are, they, are, are they all what? Are they all black? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't think that's all right. And that's the thing. Like going back to our fashion story with Adele, I know lots and lots of black people adored Adele. Yeah. 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 And Adele doesn't really. She doesn't try to be anything other than no. who you Her, can. Yeah expect her to be she's a British girl she's I don't know if she's from Essex or London but you know like I think I think she's like from down here somewhere the cusp of both like I think you know she's like probably like East End or whatever yeah exactly um like blonde hair blue eyes yeah sings ballads beautiful singing voice yeah she probably has a lot of influence singing wise or musically from um black culture but it's soul or whatever yeah from soul and things like that but long story short people love her and then Mm. remember i think it was two years ago when she went no it was last year when we couldn't go to carnival and she posted a picture of her in this bikini and it was like oh i loved it yeah and all of that and loads of people were like oh it's cultural appropriation but there were so many people who was like leave Adele alone yeah having fun you know if we had carnival I'm sure she'd be there like dressed like this and having a good time because it's almost like 
you can give a pass to people who you feel is not like she's not trying to profit off that it's no. a one, a one, and I think and there was not like fake tan and all this nonsense I think that's the thing her day-to-day yeah. life is not trying to be that right so mm. that was her getting into the spirit of things wanting a bit of a fancy dress almost like occasion mm-hmm. for like I'm going to channel like what this carnival's about yeah and like I'm going to go for it and like really get involved um but like she'll be back in her like frocks next to a piano tomorrow yeah yeah yeah. um so it's not like she's gonna start trying to have dreads or whatever yeah. like the next week please don't Adele please <laughs> thank you no but I, th- I think that's important also to say of like I think it's like anything right with cancel culture in life like we can all say things out of turn I'm sure we've probably said something like slightly inappropriate or not great during this conversation or during others but like a don't listeners might not know but like you're a good person I'm a good person Mm. there is no malice behind Mm. any like I might be judgy about what Kim Kardashian looks like but I also don't actually give a shit yeah 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 exactly so um I think you can tell when things often collect with someone like Adele, that's not coming from nastiness. That's mm-hmm. like, she has a lot of respect for the culture. And I think like you said, like she, lots of the black community love her, but like when she accepted her Grammy, like, and she was like, Beyonce, you deserve this. The way you make my black friends feel like all of this stuff. Yeah. I think she just like, I think she's just a really good person. Yeah. I think intention, <laughs> intention is everything. No. When it comes to uh, Scott's dying in the background, I'm just dying. Sorry. <laughs> um, intention is everything, and we can, we don't know these people. Yeah. We can only judge off of what we see and not the intention. But that doesn't mean that I'm giving any of you guys an excuse to do that no. fishing. <laughs> but yeah, you're right in that I can, and I think this is when you um, have people like Nicki Minaj come to the defense of. Jesse or someone else in a different space. Do you think she knows the power of the fact that she's a woman of color coming to the defense? Definitely. 100%. That's why she's doing it. Yeah. To almost like give her the pass. Yeah. Like, guys, she's not like this. I know her. Yeah. And also, I am. I'm not offended by it. Yeah. 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 Of course. I mean, I, I like Nicki Minaj as a whole, but was all of that necessary in order to defend something like Mm. this no um and I think it's quite dangerous at times when um again this can be for any sort of industry but it's it gives people the the power to say like the the token of whoever the Asian token person the black token person mm. person of I don't know um indigenous culture that person has given me permission or you know and because they feel that way you guys don't speak for your community because look I have an example of mm. someone who you know um well I guess that's often that's often the case right with some like let's say the Kardashian family because they get a lot of scrutiny and like Chloe's tried to rock braids Kim has but like I guess their excuse can be but I'm dating a black guy yeah or like my kids are mixed race so like it doesn't matter and it's like 
okay yeah fine like it might not be that deep you've braided your hair like kids used to go do that on holiday yeah like, maybe that's a problem um but mm-hmm. again like that doesn't just give you permission just because like that'd be like uh, you know if someone like gets accused of racism like they like I know somebody black or whatever <laughs> it's like yeah you can still be racist like if you know black people yeah um so I think it's it doesn't give a free pass, and I think that's what she's trying to do, right? Yeah. Um, mm. Oh well. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see how it unfolds. <laughs> I know. I mean, this has been so much drama online. I know something. It was literally like the video was released, and it was like no one cared about the song. Everyone was like, "What the hell is going on?" <laughs> you know, I I think it's the straw that broke the camel's back. I think we had the Iggy thing. I think there's been times where like Kim looks really dark on like a cover of something. And I think it's just kind of this thing of like enough's enough of like, mm-hmm. bas- like the way that you're portraying yourselves. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's just, it's just. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, better. I think also for me personally, um, my biggest like focus when I look at things like this is we have to remember in the West, you know, not even in the West, because you could go to loads of like every country in the West. Um, you have people who get um, targeted for mm. the same things that other people get to profit from. Yeah. You know, in the rest of the world and in our backyards as well. And we always just have to remember the history of things. You can't. And if, and if you, and if you don't know the history, you either have to trust that it's there or go educate yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, like if there are people who are like, oh, everything seems to like, you know, we're so politically correct. Yeah, but take a walk in someone's shoes. Yeah. Because like if you don't maybe understand it, it's probably because you're coming from a place of privilege. Like that's that's the consensus yeah. of life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it was a deep topic. Though. I hope we're not going to get cancelled after this. I don't know. <laughs> From our two listeners, I don't think neither <laughs> one of them could cancel. <laughs> oh, but I hope I hope we've like it's a tough topic. I hope we've handled it delicately, yeah. um, and all of that. Yeah, for sure. I think we've looked at like a number of facets of it. Yeah, I think it really does boil down to everyone's not going to think alike at the mm. end of the day, and that's part of the discussion um but yeah it ha- it continues to happen in fashion all the time and it probably will continue to because yeah. people are people <laughs> well and also i maybe maybe the next um topic that we discuss is like the the idea of beauty in different places because mm. yeah and until that kind of changes like it's inevitably gonna continue happening right mm-hmm. yeah definitely and like it not that it necessarily has to change but there's a systemic problem because of the standards of beauty yeah, yeah. all that good stuff <laughs> okay do you have any oh hold on our poll and oh. what what's our poll for this week um i i reckon maybe just really simple like has like the jesse thing like do you think it's bad or not yeah it'd be, it'd be actually really interesting to see if people are like i think people are making more of it or like if people are like nah this has to stop yeah yeah yeah, yeah. has the um, jesse thing convinced you to ease up on the fake tan 
<laughs> I don't even yeah I'm not that precious about fake tan at all just as long as it doesn't look ridiculous but yeah yeah exactly <laughs> yeah but then like normally if it looks ridiculous like more for that person <laughs> yeah okay so that's gonna be our poll what's your thoughts on the Jesse and Nikki situation um is this us profiting off of stuff <laughs> oh yeah yeah for sure I mean, we talk we talk about fashion all the time that a we cannot afford, yeah, <laughs> and um, yeah, we have listeners just listening to us talk about the work of others. Pretty Love much. it, yeah, I'm sure. Um, yeah, well, thanks again for listening to another episode, guys. Thanks for your support. Um, go onto our Instagram and also on Spotify, I believe now. Yeah. Um, can fill in our polls and our questionnaires that we always have up um and we'll see you again next week guys we're gonna have another guest by the way but yeah ciao bye Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.